presented by Airlines for America. Hey, good morning. I'm Zach Stanton, Playbook's Deputy Editor. It is Friday, April 14th, and I have my eyes on a couple big storylines and a few different ways that they are manifesting. First, uh, it's a very big day on the abortion rights front. There's a direct conflict between two competing and contradictory court orders on mifepristone, which is the medication that is the most widely used method of abortion in the United States. First came the big decision by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which on Wednesday issued a ruling that would cut off, at least temporarily, many of the pathways patients have used to obtain the pill in the last few years. And, unless the Supreme Court intervenes by midnight tonight, those new restrictions on mifepristone could kick into effect starting tomorrow. Then, yesterday afternoon, a different federal judge, in a different lawsuit, ordered the FDA not to limit mifepristone, and said that his ruling must be followed irrespective of what the Fifth Circuit said. So all of that adds up to this situation where these competing and contradictory court orders make it all the more likely that the Supreme Court is going to be pulled into making a decision here, and you can expect that to drive a lot of political chatter today. Uh, the other big abortion rights fight that you'll be hearing about comes from Florida. Late last night, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law new legislation banning most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, which is a point when most women do not yet know if they are pregnant. Notably, the legislation does allow for exceptions in cases of rape, incest, or human trafficking, but only up to 15 weeks of pregnancy, and only if the woman provides documentation proving that she is exempt. That component has generated a lot of criticism, including from fellow Republicans. And yesterday we saw uh, one of them, Congresswoman Nancy Mace, a Republican from South Carolina, ripped into the bill during a TV interview. You're going to be hearing a lot more about all of that very soon, especially if Ron DeSantis opts to run for president. But if you want to stay ahead of that conversation, you should check out today's episode of Playbook Deep Dive with our very own Ryan Lizza, who visited Tallahassee to talk through all of it with the Republican Speaker of the State House. The other big thing driving the conversation today is the FBI's arrest on Thursday of the suspected source of a massive trove of leaked national security documents, a man named Jack Teixeira. He's 21, he is a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, and while no charges were immediately announced, Teixeira is expected to appear in federal court in Boston later today. Joining me to fill in the gaps is national security reporter Aaron Banco. Big week for your beat. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. It has certainly been a busy few days. So it seems like there was pretty quick movement after the Washington Post story earlier this week, all but identifying this guy by name. What took so long for the federal government to actually identify the leaker and track him down? Yeah, that's a really good question. All of our sourcing indicates that the federal government did not begin really probing this leak until last week. You know, our sources have said that they weren't made aware of the documents until very recently. 
Um, which isn't all that surprising because there is no sort of set unit or office within the government that just goes and prowls the internet for classified document leaks. And the government, you know, maintains that it doesn't spy on Americans, you know, unless there's like an open law enforcement case against, for example, we've seen, you know, open cases against former terrorists. In this case, you know, Jack does not to appear to have been known to law enforcement before this. So it's it's not totally surprising that the government didn't pick up on this until very recently, but it does raise a lot of questions about the extent to which people have access to sensitive intelligence, how these documents made it out of the Air Force Base um, in Cape Cod. We're still waiting to hear more information about how exactly he did that, uh, but it is certainly concerning. What else are you watching today aside from the national security leak? It's really interesting. We haven't seen many officials comment on this case publicly. The DOJ will say more in the coming days, but I'm not sure we'll hear from the intelligence community or the National Security Council, for example, until we see this sort of play out in court. We saw President Biden speak very, very briefly um, while in Ireland about the situation in general, just to say, you know, there's more to come. But I've been sort of surprised at the extent to which we have just seen very little public commentary, even from Congress, about this case. And I think that's probably a reflection of, A, Congress is out and not on the Hill right now. The president is traveling and the investigation's still ongoing. And I think the administration from what I can tell has done a pretty good job of making sure nobody is talking about this in the press right now. I think they've really clamped down on people's ability to to speak about this case, um, forewarning officials that the investigation is still ongoing and we still have a lot to learn. Erin, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And for your schedule today, the House and Senate are still on recess, but you can expect them to return next week. And some of the biggest figures in the Republican Party are gathering today in Indianapolis, where the NRA is hosting its annual convention. Among the speakers in person are Donald Trump, Mike Pence, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott are all scheduled to appear via video. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today, and for more reporting, please check out the newsletter at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Zach Stanton. Thanks for listening. Did you know more than 90% of Americans have flown in their lifetime? And more than half of Americans have boarded a commercial aircraft before their 16th birthday? Robust competition in the U.S. airline industry has helped reduce airfares and generate a wide variety of selection, choice, and options for travelers. Learn more at airlines.org.